1: Download the
0: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Welcome
2: to Speed City with John Massingale, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City.
3: Welcome to the show, Gearheads. This is John Massingale sitting in studio with Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser. Well, boys, the Japanese Grand Prix is behind us. Lewis Hamilton Got w- wins as expected. and Immaculate. Yeah. We hardly saw him. That's true. <laughs> and in fact, his uh, team hardly talked to him.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he asked if everybody went on break. That's <laughs> right.
3: What's up? He came on team radio and said, is anybody out they there? Were no? yeah, they were packing up. Yeah, exactly. They were packing for... For where were they packing? Austin, Texas, baby. Austin, Texas. Up next, baby. boys and girls. I can't wait to uh, be out there in two weeks' time, but we got a lot to talk about this evening, all about this evening, this morning, wherever you are, we got a lot to talk about with uh, with the Japanese Grand Prix today because, I mean, not the, not that the race was the most exciting, but there were no, some, some fun things that happened in the race, and... Uh, you know, to me, one of the biggest things that happened is that when Sebastian Vettel did his spin, his Texas two-step spin, that he has now handed Lewis Hamilton the chance to win
1: the championship right here in our little hometown of Austin. And it's pretty, pretty uh, simple. Uh, if Hamilton wins and Vettel doesn't come second... Um, it's all over, and which is great news. Uh, I mean, it's inevitable that Hamilton's going to win this championship. Um, the question is where, and I'd love it to be Austin. And I think he would too. Um, he would love to win, as he has done before here in Austin, and uh, he just loves coming to America. Simple as that. Yeah, because he's won here five times every year
3: and l- except for 2013. So, yeah, it would be
1: great to have it happen here in Austin yeah, and obviously with the way that uh, Mercedes are going with Botas backing him up, you, you, yeah. you'd hardly predict a non-1-2. Yeah, exactly. And how important is it going to be? You know, talk about team orders and Sochi
3: and everything. How important is that second position going to be Huge. next week? Yep. Uh, two oh, weeks. Yeah.
4: And, and that's it. I mean, you know, if you're one that wants to stretch the season out, you don't want to see Hamilton anywhere in the first five spots next week time next stop here in Austin but uh you know that's only going to put it off so long you'd want to see Vettel finish first and Hamilton 5 plus spots back just to keep it alive another two races i believe is the way the math would work out for that so yeah. uh, it's uh it's not over yet
3: hey if you want to call in and join the conversation call 512-643-512-643-5483 but let's talk about the race. Max Verstappen was very active in this race, Mr. Green. Well,
1: I said he would attack, <laughs> and he did. Uh, max mean, does max. If we're going to give... I mean, Vettel just had a, a terrible day, but that first lap was insanely good, and I think that's why he got a little too overconfident and made the, the clinical mistake of trying to take on Verstappen early in a race, which, you know, I mean, you know, work it out, mate. It's a Red Bull. Um He doesn't let people buy very easily. It, it Look where he was trying to overtake him. Um, He actually gave him some space, but, I mean, it was just not, it wasn't on. Yeah,
4: There was no reason to push that early, quite honestly. I want Sebastian up, and I understand he had, okay, the the pack is tight there in the beginning, and so that's when, you know, a a race, a uh, pass could be worth several positions, but, you know, there again, you can win it in the first turn, you can't. Or you can lose it in the first turn. You can't win it in the first turn.
1: Well, and I said that, uh, that Verstappen would race unfettered, um, and he did. Yeah. It's exactly what he did. Um, and I'm, I'm afraid Vettel, you know, he had his chance, and um, he's blown it. Uh, Ferrari have blown it. And it, you know, it goes back to qualifying, and it goes back to way back earlier than that uh, since Monza. They really have just gone downhill. Yeah. If you're going to gamble, don't do it with Max Verstappen.
4: It's not going to happen. Yeah.
1: You know, choose your battles. <laughs>
4: yeah. Max being Max.
1: Yeah. You called um, it, Jonathan. Well, you know, I mean, it, you know, it, 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 I, I just felt that um, I, I I hoped it would be the opposite, which was Verstappen would go after the Mercedes uh, and almost help uh, Vettel. I was really surprised that Vettel was up to fourth, if you think about it. It was incredible, really. He was up to sixth by the end of the first lap. It was a great start, and then he blew it, uh, unfortunately. Yep. Yep. And, let's, um, and I also don't agree with Verstappen's comments after the race about um, Raikkonen. I mean, no, that's yeah, he, should have stayed, he could have waited and stayed behind me. It's like, it's a race, Max. You made a mistake. Yeah. So, what we're talking
3: about was when Max went off the track, went in the grass, and then came back on the track and at a, at a very aggressive angle went right yeah. over to Raikkonen. And there's no way. It's like, what are you thinking? Why would he wait? That that's ridiculous. So yeah, that that was a mistake,
1: and uh, Verstappen should have been penalized for that. The other thing that's significant to think about is going into Austin. Anyway, uh, we set this up right at the beginning of 2018 back at Albert Park in Australia. This was the two way battle. We knew it would be uh, to become a fifth world champion. Only two men have achieved that, uh, or you know, have achieved further than that. That's Michael Schumacher and Juan Fangio. Uh, one man while Fangio. So, uh, four time world champion. Um, yeah, both of them were that, uh, in this era, uh, which is pretty incredible. Um, all of Lewis's, uh, have come with Mercedes Power, be it with McLaren or with Mercedes. Uh, and all of, uh, Vettel has come with, um, effectively with Red Bull. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I think, uh, it's gonna be a long, cold, hard winter. For uh, Vettel. Sebastian Vettel, yeah. And it's also going to be a real wake up call when he looks across uh, in February uh, at the guy standing over (laughs) them. It's a good looking, very, very fast bloke who's going to challenge him just as Ricardo did. So Vettel's got to have, you know, some real thinking time. He needs some long walks in the park. I can't help but think of Sebastian, I
3: mean, of Lewis Hamilton right now. Thinking back to, we we're sitting right here in the studio, and you're talking about, you know, is Vettel making? I mean, is Hamilton making the right choice moving to Mercedes? <laughs> and I, you know, the reason I say that is because all the paths, you know, I know that Hamilton's obviously one of the best, and he's proven that now. But man, there's so many good drivers that have never gotten the chance. And what if he'd stayed at a, Alonso? Yeah, exactly. I was By just going to say they were at teammates.
1: Yeah, <laughs> at yeah. McLaren.
3: Yeah, if, if Hamilton had stayed at McLaren,
1: but I know that's. You could do that a million times. You ah, can go around, around, around. Um, uh, but he's now going to go down in history as the greatest Mercedes driver of all time, which is uh, saying something given that Michael Schumacher was up there uh, in the early days when he was a sports car driver for Mercedes um, before he became a, a Ferrari multi-hero. Um, but uh, he really is. And Fangio, of course, was was a Mercedes hero too. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it really is. He's getting up there now. I mean, 80 pole positions.
3: Gosh, yeah.
1: Pretty impressive. And think about
3: the way he's had this season. He's made very few errors. You think about the the errors cuz you can if you start thinking about Sebastian Vettel, he's made error after error, I mean almost every week now. And Hamilton, I can't even think of the last real error that he's made all season.
1: Well, and also he's catching a, a basketball game here. He's hanging out with his mates in L.A. He's driving his various uh, f- fleet of cars right. a- around the hills of Hollywood. Um, he's got his time to launch a fashion uh, line uh, between <laughs> races. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm dead serious. This, I'm 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 being flippant, but I'm not. But he's been criticised for his extracurricular activity um, and yet he is so singularly focused on what he's doing and he's been saying it all weekend you know he's been trying to make it not about him and more about the team but we are really seeing that sort of uh, gelling uh, of a, a really good sportsman in the zone with a team of people behind him, and that's really what Michael Schumacher had. When when Michael Schumacher was invincible, you you just felt that you know it was going to take a miracle to beat him because were, and then Michael did the same. You know, he, he got Ross Braun behind him and and Rory Byrne and and, and that team a uh, uh, brilliance at Ferrari, and and they were just unstoppable.
4: Yeah. I you know and and right now you know look over at MotoGP we've got Mar- yeah. Marquez doing the same thing in Honda his worst enemy is himself he can, yeah. <laughs> you know but luckily he can land on his elbow his shoulder his head and he gets up <laughs> and goes and wins anyway he doesn't yeah, actually exactly. get up he just kind of yeah, straight back, back up. goes back I don't down. actually see him fall off a bike he just hangs <laughs> onto it
1: until yeah. it yeah. writes until itself until it, again
3: it, until it writes itself or it comes to a stop with him underneath it <laughs> he says and it's. Uh, so I was just looking at the uh, constructor standings too, and we we'll to talk more about that because of the Haas uh, creeping ever closer to Renault. And, Eleven points now, right? Yeah, it's actually uh, down to eight
1: points after today. Ah, okay, yeah. Oh, well, they hadn't updated it when I went there. So uh, yeah, okay. So the constructors, well, we're getting that we're getting there, aren't we? Yeah, we're getting there.
3: And okay, so with I mean, mathematically, Lewis Hamilton's got it wrapped up in the. In the uh, drivers' championship, so I mean, it would take some sort of insane situation for that not to happen. But well, let's talk about more about today's race, going down the grid a little bit, because there were some other there was some other activity that was fun to watch, and uh, you know, I was really disappointed in Gasly. I mean, and in, in Hartley, well, and Gasly too, not being able to finish a little higher.
1: Yeah, um, I was really hopeful. I mean, but, but there is proof that I I, I wanted, to, I said to you at the beginning of the, the weekend, obviously, I wanted to see how Hartley could get on, but I'm really looking to the future now and, and what that Red Bull car is going to look at with a Honda in And I think this spec three engine that they brought in this weekend, specifically for here, because it's their race, uh, proved to be both reliable and fast. 60 horsepower up over the previous one. I mean that's a... that bodes well for both Toro Rosso and
4: for Red Bull next season. Absolutely, and you know the, it's it's sad that it's coming in this late in the season, but uh, I got to admit I'm pleased to see it. Hartley didn't finish as well as I had hoped with that new package, but it showed potential several times that uh, he had some good battles there. The uh, I just gotta you know I keep looking over towards Fernando Alonso. Do uh, you think he's having any second thoughts with finishes like this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> second thoughts uh, of what? Staying? <laughs>
4: <None>. <laughs> no, getting no. the heck out of Thailand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not hardly.
3: Yeah, serious sarcasm. Yes, it
1: was. It was interesting talk about. I'm just going back to Vettel for a second. I was looking at one of the headlines, uh, and it was last. The headline for Vettel going into this Japanese Grand Prix was last chance saloon. Well, I'm afraid it's right here in Austin waiting for him because yeah. it's gone and there's a bar open swinging doors waiting for Vettel and the, the brush weed is skimpering on by because the sheriff of uh, of, of Stevenage yeah. <laughs> is back in town. It really is a case of that. And I, I feel for Vettel because I know he's got a lot of fans out there and, you know, he's a good guy, um, a pleasant guy, but he, you know, you could see that... Uh, they're rough around the edges at the moment, Ferrari, and it's just not gone to plan. Yeah, obviously the, he's had he's made a bunch of mistakes. I talked about it earlier, but so has the
3: team. The team's made some mistakes, and I feel like Vettel has just he's kind of rattled. And and even even early in the season when he was doing well, I still don't didn't feel like he was like you were saying about Hamilton and, the, and Schumacher. It's like he's not that. He's not Superman, and he doesn't appear that way. I know he's got four championships, but he is definitely
1: flawed right now th- for whatever it is. Yeah, I thought the BBC in one of their lead-up shows uh, were good when they were discussing that same subject, saying, you know, you know, when have we seen an exemplary performance by Vettel this season, let, let alone... You know, I mean, he's won races, sure, but there's never been a. I mean, there's been some fantastic races by Hamilton where you really go, "Wow, what a race!" Right? Um, But I don't think we've said that about Vettel um, this season in any particular race where you've gone, "Wow, what a what a performance!"
4: No, and and I don't think his cars held up and delivered as you would expect. He's yeah, he's there, but I just don't see it uh, being. Supernatural performing as Ferrari historically has done. You know, somebody said something about you know, Arriva Bene is it Riva Darching? I don't know. <laughs> do you, who do you point at in this? Uh, I
1: have to say, um, Ferrari are like a, f- a, f- a soccer team when it comes to managers and, and and leaders, and they tend to point the finger quickly, uh, and either the driver or, or the team manager goes. Um, I, I think they'd be hard pushed to throw Vettel out the way uh, and he's got another year yet um uh could be arriva Benet, and of course they've had a lot of, i think i, I think Maccioni's passing was was also something that affected the team they are right. an emotional bunch and uh you know it's, it's well true. you know that whole decision with uh charlotte claire was uh his and you know that that those decisions may have been different um so, I think there's a lot going on in the background. Maybe we do know, maybe we don't know. It could have been a bit of bad luck, but I think it all adds up to um, a rather crimson-faced Ferrari.
4: Yeah,
3: it's true. I was looking on uh, Formula One driver of the day. Do you guys know who it was? Mm-hmm. And Ricardo.
4: Yep, Daniel Ricardo. I could believe that. I could go with that vote. Where
3: did he start, 15th? He did. 14th, mm-hmm. 15th, ended
4: up in
3: 4th, so... That's I could get behind that decision.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, Grosjean, who for Haas finished in eighth, and probably should have finished in seventh. So they were coming out of the safety car, and Sergio Perez right behind him. Did you hear, uh, Jonathan? Did you hear Grosjean's radio?
1: I can't remember it, but he he was saying. That wait I, saw, a, I saw the incident where O'Connell suddenly saw a Red Bull out of nowhere. Yeah, well, and and he said, "Well, Prez press
3: Pres can't do that." He was he was too close to me coming out of the safety car. I think that's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he lost those points for for Haas moving from uh, seventh to eighth. But obviously, oh, you know, he had a, the the team called it uh, really well and had a great pit stop because you remember when he came out that's of the right. pits and was able to save position over those guys. So, maybe he lost one of
1: those back, but. I'm I'm still, you know, I still continue to be impressed by Haas. um, You know, for all of their infancy as a team, um, the maturity with which they're taking on and swashbuckling around um, uh, against, you know, the old authorities of Formula One um, is really, really impressive. Uh, Speaking of Haas, Kevin Magnusson. I think the move that he made—he pulled over—that uh, was a mistake. Yeah, For and sure. again, yeah. you know, Julian Palmer said, you know, it's not the first time he's done that in a straight line, and he tends to do that uh, too often. Uh, and that was, you know, you can <laughs> as Julian said at the time, you can't expect the car behind you to disappear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you're that close. But it is—it's
3: the we talked about this two weeks ago where Magnuson we. We we like the way he races m- oh, yeah. most of the oh, time, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I think that was just one of those literally split second decisions where he made the wrong decision.
1: I think Magnussen could be could be as explosive uh, and and fun to watch as Verstappen. I mean, I really do. Well, They're I mean, similar, very similar style. I mean, and and I want him to keep that edge. I mean, you know, you lose that as a, a racing driver. You know, you you probably don't get it back. You smooth the edges off a off a, a hard charging driver and. Sometimes that can be not the death of him, but it can be, you know, it can be the detriment to his overall career. He needs that edge. He needs to keep that edge. But, um, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, you know, you forget Raikkonen was rough around the edges. So too was Vettel. So too was Senna. And Hamilton certainly was in his day. Yeah. Uh, It's, you know, I
3: didn't follow Formula One closely when Senna was racing, but uh,
1: you do. Senna was merciless. Well, I mean, here here at Suzuka, Senna caused the end of two world championships. Right. One, one, which still is sort of 50-50. The other, he admitted to a year later that he did it purposely, which is the most unsporting thing and dangerous thing you could ever think of, putting marshals in danger and so on and so forth. You know, for all the glory that everybody talks about, I mean, you know, I was a huge Senna fan. But I mean, he was a bugger and a half on the on the racetrack, and you know, in this day and age, would be reprimanded the way Verstappen's getting reprimanded.
3: All right, boys. Well, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion about the Japanese Grand Prix, and uh, we'll ha- we have a couple of interviews that we're going to play from some young American drivers. Listen to Speed City live in Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. <laughs>
1: Are you craving an adrenaline rush? Well, get your fix at Dirtfish. Get sideways on one of our race-ready Subaru WRX STIs or Subaru BRZs. Learn advanced car control skills on any surface in any condition. Test your skills on 12 different rally courses across our 315-acre training facility. Get your adrenaline fix by visiting Dirtfish.com.
5: Hey, beer people, it's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas, does it ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery.
1: MV Agusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only MV Agusta and Ducati factory authorised technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutale Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by MV Agusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the world supersport winning triple F3, 675, and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 Envy Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade in, consignments welcome, and financing available. To Kelly Austin and the home of Envy Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I 35. Top 1370.
3: Will Hardiman, driver of number 19 WPD More Speed Porsche 991 Cup Car and you're listening to Speed City.
2: Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio. Speed City.
3: Welcome back to Speed City. We were just watching the replay of Sebastian Vettel when he came into contact with Max Verstappen and the guys... Wait, are uh, you saying
4: Vettel came into contact with him? (laughs) (laughs) What did I say? You said Vettel came into contact with Max. Well, yeah, but what would you, I would say Max came into yeah. contact with Vettel. <laughs> well, they—it's it,
3: one of those things where they're—they're they're saying it was. They're calling it eighty on the commentators on Sky were
1: saying eighty twenty. So, I don't know. What do you think, Jonathan? I just think that Hamilton's going to be playing with Bruno Mars and Britney Spears <laughs> on Sunday night in Austin because yeah. they'll all be world champions. Now, I, yeah, I, the, the, look, I said it before, you know, Verstappen wasn't actually on the racing line. There was a gap, but I think he faked it anyway. I, he's like, okay, you you're not going to get through here, and I'm not going to let you through. And I don't think he'd intentionally try to take him out or anything. I just don't. I just don't think the gap was big enough, and he was taking on, you know, a guy that doesn't give easily. And I mean, Verstappen was uh, very lucky to get away with staying on track. They both could have gone flying off.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you some of that. I think uh, Sebastian was too bold right at that point, and especially with Max being out of control somewhat, but Max over-exaggerated his return to the track, and he just re-entered dangerously. There was no reason for him to be at that extreme angle. When he collected himself inside that apex, he could have just blended back into the line where he went pretty abruptly you know, uh, acute to the traffic. I'm calling it Max's problem. That, uh, <laughs> actually, it was Vettel's problem caused by Max, but uh, I think that's really where I'm going to Put my vote.
3: Well, I want to talk about some other Formula One topics. Obviously, the race today was was uh, crucial in many aspects in the standings, and Hamilton's on the cusp of winning this. But we, um, well, there's a couple topics, Jonathan. You had been talking about this a bunch, and I, and I, I want to talk about this more as we move along and the season comes to a close because it's it's something really about next year, and that is betting in Formula One. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. We'll see this. You know, no matter what you think of it, from a moral or ethical or whatever else, it happens in so many sports. But uh, the the sport itself, Formula One, is embraced betting in the sport.
1: I think it's a fun. I mean, I'm absolutely delighted. I think it's great for uh, certainly Formula One in America. I mean, you think about it um, yeah, because, I, you know, I immediately think of Vegas, and I immediately think of. Um, how sport in this country is pervade. Um, you know, everybody's looking at the odds. Everybody's looking at the stats. And this, this sport is full of that. Uh, and, you know, tipsters, guides, uh, shows like this. I mean, you know, tune in and, 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 and get what the, what the, what the latest is. Who's, who's well? Who's not? Who's got the new power engine? So, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. Um, I do, as I, I pointed out with Christian, um, think there's a worry about things like team orders when you're going for, um, betting odds. I interestingly, while race was on, went to, uh, Skybet, which is part of Sky Sports, uh, in the UK and was looking at how they did their odds and what odds they gave for certain things. And, and it was interesting because you, you know, there is odds for, a one-two f- uh, for Mercedes, for example, which gets around mm-hmm. that problem I just discussed. Uh, there are odds on who's on the podium. There are odds for fastest lap. And so on and so forth. So there's certainly plenty to look at. And I think uh, if you were a gambling man, this is very similar to horse racing where you look at the form guide, you look at the precariousness, you look at the weather, you look at the, all sorts of things, and then you try to go for an outside bet um, with a little bit of knowledge. And, you know... Um, and, then d- and then hope for team orders that don't... <laughs> well, you know, but you why, why bet on Hamilton at 2-1 right. every time? Because it, it's too obvious. But... Uh, Think about like my prediction, Verstappen. Um, it could have been so different for him, and certainly a, a bet on Vettel would have been a good one today, uh, coming from ninth. Uh, and if you were, if you had your money on Vettel uh, this afternoon, by the end of the first lap when he was up to fifth place, you'd be like, "Whoa, I'm, yeah. I'm in here."
4: Well, I was in Las Vegas last week, and I started. Uh, I went to one of the sporting bars there to particularly look at how they were handling just any of it. And so uh, it's not something I usually, I'm not that big into gambling, but I was curious and I definitely had to check it out. I asked them if they were doing any automobile race betting yet. And they said, yeah, we're, we do NASCAR occasionally. And uh, you know, it's, it's a small passionate group that does it in person there but uh you know just the nature of it that uh they have people remotely playing into it so uh i think that's going to be something that draws in uh some folks into this i think the stats as you mentioned mm. it will be so thick i think this is really going to be a thinking gambling but I also thing.
1: think there will be odd odds, as it were, <laughs> in that you will get a chance to say, I mean, here, here would be a good bet, Hamilton to win the championship in uh, Austin, right? Now... The the odds will probably start right now, and they probably were before this race. let's say they were forty to one before this race of him winning in Austin. You could put a bet. This is where the bets will get interesting, mm-hmm. and 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 also betting before the Australian Grand, before the flag drops at the Australian Grand Prix, putting your money where yeah, you know on way out there, absolutely. Yeah. And so you know, people might just do outrageous bets, and suddenly. Have them pay off because of a weather situation or whatever. But what I'm getting at is, it like horse racing, there'll be the obvious two to one, three to one, you know, uh, four to two kind of stuff where it's it's obvious that the guy's gonna, you know, the, the, the Hamiltons right. not going to give you great odds. Why bet on him? But someone like Grosjean today would be a good bet yeah. because he's fifth on the grid, soft tires. Hasn't had a podium, but that's what I, I would have put my money on a podium for, for Grosjean today. Yeah, if you were if you were wanting one, one of those long shots a little right, bit, right?
3: That's what I'm getting. Or at. longer shots, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah if if you gonna... really ch- if you're trying to make money, which is the idea, I guess, um, then you you've got to look for a bet that is gives you good odds, but um, you know the odds are good, but the goods are odd. The goods are hot.
3: Sounds like an engineering school. <laughs> so, what about the the sports? You know, I, since I don't gamble at all, so I don't know. Do you're, sports, you're hanging out with me and Les. That's, a, that, that's yeah. definitely a gamble. Uh, the Do the sports themselves get involved? Like, you know, I think of like I think of the old uh, baseball where who was it? Pete Rose that got in so much right. trouble and so you they feel like the sports were distancing themselves as far as they could from betting because they didn't want any taint of that happening in the sport so, I mean, it well, seems unusual that the sport itself is being, because Liberty Media is talking about, you know, embracing this.
1: Well, and so is the NFL, by the way, and the NBA. So, I mean, you know, it's coming. Do they? So they do. Yes, it, it's it's happening. Um, and there is a worry in the NFL. You know, mean, the thing in soccer uh, that's gone on for many years is throwing games, referees uh, turning decisions the wrong way, or giving penalties, or. Literally teams throwing games. Uh, and there's been many sports that have been, you know, have been criticized both for doing that. Um, and there's been some, you know, there's been some monumental and the horse racing being, you know, I mean, there's lots of great scams down the years of getting, getting the results before the, you know, before they close the betting type thing. Um, now, of course, they've got to regulate that. They can't have insiders. You can't be calling up uh, Ariva Benny going, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, what's going on um, it, 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 you know there's got to be some policing of it but um, no I think um, I think it can work and I think it can work well uh, and I think it's good for the sport because it it generates an interest that isn't there and that's very hard to do in a modern sport well, well I
4: think you wind up with some personal interest in the finish more so than just your favourite color car or driver or nationality.
1: What's interesting is a bit like horse racing, people bet with their favorites. It's a human nature thing, which is if you are a Hamilton fan or you are a Vettel fan, you you know, or you're a Rossi fan, you know, you (laughs) might, because you're, because of that, you bet on him and the the win, if you like, is more satisfying. The loss is less satisfying. But it, it, it's you know it's the same as egging your guy on, uh, you know. And if you've got uh, ten bucks on it, what the heck?
4: <laughs> sure.
1: Well, it's
3: interesting that you think it's a positive things. So did the stock market. Okay, they, good. The uh, the stock rose. I like to be in line with them. The, <laughs> the stock market rose. For Liberty Media rose eight percent right after that announcement. Now you know how that the, wasn't my Sean Bratch's interview then. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think your interview with Sean Bratch's rose their, their stock oh, by eight percent. Okay. No, but I mean the point is is that uh, the, a lot of people agree with you. Good. And rose their stock by that amount. Well, I think all
1: modern sport is looking for something that uh, you know that's going to generate something else. You know, and you have got to remember, maybe you've got uh, betting places at the venues as well. You know, uh, NASCAR is looked into this and is now doing it. Um, they're trying to keep their crowds, and it's uh, NASCAR's a great example. NASCAR's been more involved than perhaps most. And if you were betting at the track, uh, you know, if you've ever been to a horse race, it's fascinating. I mean, I don't know. I'm nothing about horses but it, that's how half the thing is to go there and and sort of take a flutter and, and, it, only, and suddenly you've got some skin in the game they've know? only got one horsepower i'm not interested mm-hmm. all right we got to take a break we're going to be back after
3: these messages and we're going to continue some formula one discussion and a couple of interviews with some young drivers in the united states f4 championship back after these messages
2: Lone Star Rallycross, a family-friendly, time-trial, loose-surface racing series with affordable events, quality competition, and an emphasis on having fun. Co-founded by multi-time SCCA solo and Rallycross national champion, Rally America class champion, and Pikes Peak hill climb winner, Brianne Korn, and her brother, Kevin Korn. Race the same car you drive to work on Monday, just 20 minutes from Circuit of the Americas at the state's only purpose-built Rallycross facility, online at
4: lonestarrallycross.com. The Austin East KOA Campground. Just 15 minutes from Circuit of the Americas and downtown Austin and just two minutes from the Travis County Expo Center and Central Texas Fishing in Decker Lake. Featuring amenities for every style of camping, from tent sites to luxury RV pull-throughs and cabins, plus a pool, showers, and laundry. Nestled in tall oak trees on the edge of the hill country, all the pleasures of the Lone Star State await you at Austin East KOA. To make your reservation, visit austineastkoa.com
1: you ever wanted to be a race car driver? Well, you can at Dirtfish. Handle an all-wheel drive Subaru WRX STI or rear-wheel drive Subaru BRZ rally car at our 350-acre training facility. Learn how to control a car in any situation, on any surface, in any condition. Go fast, get sideways. Get your adrenaline fix by visiting Dirtfish.com Talk
6: 1370. I just can't sleep. I'm so excited. i
2: Hi, this is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. That was Gene Haas bringing us back. And that was Britney Spears. Spears. And Britney Spears. Backed who, up by
3: Britney Spears. She's going to be a Sunday night concert here in Austin.
1: Hey, and folks... If you are wanting to see a Formula One champion crown, if you want to see Bruno Mars, oh, man, if you want to yeah. see Britney Spears, if you want to have a great weekend in one of the most happening fun towns in the US of A, come join us you at want to, the Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, you want to come see an
3: event with 250,000 other people yeah. at a half a billion dollar amazing facility than... And the only tickets. facility on the planet
1: that has Indy and Formula One.
3: Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Man, these next six months are just going to be insane. Rallycross was a i know, we had a great time at Rallycross at CODA. Last year on vacation, man, you missed it. I did, I did, I did. I got to go in a Subaru around a, a portion of Circuit of the Americas. It was actually pretty cool. And we were—we had a cameraman in the car. We had him rolling <laughs> yeah. all around in the car. It was—it was awesome. I almost rolled out of the, my front seat trying to keep a microphone on the driver. There you go. Anyway, we got Circuit of the Americas uh, up next. And some in, of
1: them, yeah, I'm going to say some people are coming to it for the first time, but they're not just coming to sit in the stands. They're coming to race. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that's
1: right. And uh, those
3: are the we got some uh, of drivers in the F3, F4 championship coming to Austin. Young drivers like. Who we had on the earlier show, Dakota Dickerson.
1: Yeah, he's the champion of F4, but we've also yep. got F3 coming as well. Yep. Um, they'll be the support classes for F1. And over the next couple of weeks and starting with tonight with Dakota, really, um, I want to introduce you and teach you more about these young drivers. They're full of it. They really want to get amongst it. They want to be the next stars. Uh, and today. of it s- in a
4: good way. Huh? Full of it in a good way. Right? In a really Not good like way. The yeah. Jonathan Greenway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Les. Um, it is three in the morning, so you should be happy I'm full of it right now. Okay. So, but I, but I really want to get everybody knowledgeable uh, on these young guys because, you know, when Lando Norris lands on your plate and you go, who's this guy? Um, or when Lance Stroll sort of arrives from nowhere and you think, well, what did he do in the lower ranks? Well, now you're going to know because these guys are going to tell you who they are, they're going to come on our show. Uh, and we're going to learn about their progress and we're going to follow them at the U.S. Grand Prix. So I spoke to James Raven, who is uh, a young English driver, funnily enough, um, racing here in America, but on the road to Indy. He wants to do IndyCar. So James Raven, he is second at the moment to Dakota Dickerson in the championship. And I asked him what his thoughts were about coming to the circuit of the americas talking of living the dream how excited are you to be part of the u.s grand prix bruno mars britney spears lewis hamilton about to win the title Uh, i mean it it could be quite intimidating but i'm sure as a racing driver you you say bring it on because this this is what you live for isn't it this is what it's all about
0: yeah thrive on it absolutely you know take the opportunity and, and this is a moment to try and kind of impress more people and be like oh who's that you know who's that driver out front or near the front you know that's that's how i'm looking at it and yeah it should be a great weekend i've heard a lot of great things about austin everyone in houston is, that i've met has said oh have you been to austin yet you know it's a great place great people so i'm really looking forward to it and like you said also the concert on uh, saturday night with bruno Mars and britney spears will uh, especially britney will take me back to uh, a bit of early childhood memories <laughs> and nostalgia uh, you chose Jim Clark as your hero, which I thought was
1: great because there's not many of your generation who probably wouldn't even know who Jim Clark was. Why Why do you choose him in your bio as being a, a hero?
0: That's a scary thought that not many people would know who he is. It's I think true. everybody should take note. Take note. Well, he was an absolute genius in a car. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of research into racing and a lot of history. I love the history of racing, you know, all, across all aspects of it. You know, MotoGP, F1. But I chose Jim Clark because... He was from interviews I've seen of Jackie Stewart and other racers at racing. They said he was probably the most naturally gifted driver they've driven against. You know, he just yeah. get in the car and just had the ability to just find speed wherever he could, and he had the the instinct to kind of go where the car take the car where it probably wasn't possible for other drivers. So that was a that was a huge reason, and I, I love the kind of old days of F one and racing where. Okay, it was, you know, dangerous, but it was, it, was on, it was fully on the edge. I mean, don't take anything away from the drivers these days, but those drivers back then, I mean, the, 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 the risks that they took was just unbelievable, and to think these days, you know, hardly anybody would step in those race cars is yeah, yeah, no a kidding. frightening thought.
1: It's very true. Well, it's a great choice, and I, I couldn't agree more with you. But bringing it up to modern day, Hamilton
0: or Vettel for the fifth title? Who and why? Hamilton for me, uh, not just because he's a Brit. I mean, I love Sebastian as well. He's a good guy off camera, but uh, I think Hamilton's got the points in the bag. He's got the, you know, going. In, he's got the comfortable gap that he needs, and I believe going into this weekend at COTA, he'll he'll uh, secure the title um, if he, you know, if he keeps the car on track and and can just bring it home. Then he doesn't need to to push o- over the edge too much. So. I think he's he's just a, such a raw talent as well. Speaking of Jim Clark, he's he's amongst those kind of raw raw talent drivers, and I, I think he is definitely in my top two or three drivers on the grid.
1: Prophetic words then from a young man who should know. Uh, he's following in their footsteps, and he'll be at the Circuit of the Americas. James Raven from Great Britain, but based in Houston, Texas, I'm add. Yeah,
3: that's all cool. Right, all right. We got another caller on the line, Melvin from Louisiana.
4: Melvin, welcome back to the show.
6: Hi guys,
4: great show. How are y'all doing this morning? Good. How are uh, you doing? All right. What are you doing up? He's getting the boiling uh, pot ready. Uh, I'm <laughs> finishing watching the race. There you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
6: well, gotta well, be up and working in a couple of hours, but uh, <laughs> I don't watch every one of them that I can. Have. There you go. Oh. Fantastic. Who's
1: who's you? Who, who do you like? Who's your um, team?
6: Uh, Hamilton's my guy. Yeah. Uh, he's he's been my guy, you know, since he started at McLaren, and you know. Followed him over to the Silver Arrows, and he's he's my guy.
3: Well, Melvin, I think you you if I'm not mistaken, you'd call and won some tickets earlier on. Are you uh, getting ready to come come on down?
6: Yes, sir, I am. I received the tickets yesterday, and awesome. Uh, uh, really, you know this as I explained when I when I called and won them. This is a bucket list, uh, you know, event for me. I'm really looking forward to it.
4: Oh man, Fantastic. what are you going to try
1: and plop yourself? Do you know where you want to sit.
6: Um, I'm, I'm kind of torn, uh, you know, straight away speeds great, but I like to see the cars work. So, you know, um, not, not exactly sure. And I'd have to look at a map of the,
4: Track to, you know, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm that, nice, but, nice, I You good. know,
6: pretty, pretty pretty much. If I can be there and see cars, I'm doing great.
4: <laughs> Alrighty, well, I tell you what. Aim for turn five yeah, on the outside of the track. Yep, it's right near one of the uh, the pedestrian bridges that cross the track. But it's a great view of the S's and the ribbons all the way back to turn ten. And uh-huh. uh, you might even see some of the straightaway speed uh, going down the back straight.
1: Yeah, and also uh, after you've done that and you got bored of that one, uh, n- head over the bridge and go and hang on H- uh, Hass Hill, which is right underneath the tower, and you'll see them coming through Turn 16, 17, the triple apex, uh, and that is fast and furious. Uh, and uh, that's that's just a phenomenal place to watch Formula Yeah,
3: and that's just the perfect. Awesome. It's so coda is that there's so many good spots. You know, y'all didn't, Neither one of y'all
4: said Turn One.
3: You know, it's know. like that's <laughs> that's the iconic place to go watch the race. Or turn
4: twelve. It's like there's so many. Right, turn 15. Right, right. You know,
3: there's there's a ton of good places. Well,
4: Melbourne. Uh, don't forget your sunscreen, comfortable shoes, sunglasses, <laughs> right? A hat, this ain't his first Friday plugs. Plugs. Yeah, He's in Louisiana. You're he's gonna love some, it. He's got some sunscreen. Yeah.
6: Well, I, if I can ask a, a question about, because yeah. I'm completely in the blind about it. Uh, the the tickets I received. Is this like just for race day, or is it for the whole weekend? Those or? are those are three day, three day tickets. You, you can, can go, go all three days:
3: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, includes both concerts and all that. So yeah, bring your dancing shoes. <laughs> wow.
6: Okay. Well, I'm bringing I'm bringing my 18 year old son. I'll let him do all the dancing. Oh, oh he'll love it.
4: <laughs> he's going to honestly, love that'll,
1: honestly, that tell him to bring a camera. I know he'll bring his iPhone or whatever he's got. But you know that's going to be something really special for an 18 year old. That's what's special for the well, both of them to it, do it.
6: Is special for him. I'm a guy that works out of town a lot. Been out of town for most of his life, so this is kind of like a bonding thing. And uh, awesome, you know, for for and we both have exchanged that. The the, the greatest thing about this uh, will be that we'll be able to do it together.
1: Yeah, Fantastic. I've done it with my dad, and and he got me into this in the first place. So yeah, I think that's going to be a, a a really true great weekend for both of you. Wow, that's great. That is that's special.
6: Belvin, so we're dug in. We're dug in. We'll be there, and and uh, you know, I I don't know uh, other than you know, show up in Austin and bring bring the wristbands, but uh, uh, that's what we're intending to do. Wristbands and a hat's all you need. <laughs> there you go. The wristbands, hat, and sunscreen. There you go, Velvet. Thank and you so much. And hopefully. Hopefully no hurricanes. Well, here's, yeah. here's the good news, <laughs> We're Malvin. far enough from
3: the coast, so you're okay.
1: Here's the really good news. You could see your top man crowned world champion. He only needs to finish uh, ahead effectively. first. If he if he finishes first and and Vettel doesn't finish second, he's won the world title here in Austin.
6: There you go. Yeah, so it'll be a, a beautiful day. Maybe we'll get, get close enough to get a little champagne on us. Come on
4: now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Gets towards the end of the race. Start making your way over towards the uh, Turn 20 to Turn 1 stretch and be ready for that gate to open yeah. and scoot on out on the track and come up under the podium. We'll see you there. we Will do. Great. All right,
3: Melvin, great. thanks a lot. We'll see you in Austin in a couple of weeks.
6: Thanks, guys. Have a good morning. Have All a right great tea.
3: weekend, Melvin. All right, we're going to go straight to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little MotoGP, too. We've got uh, MotoGP today, and uh, we'll be back after these messages.
5: Hey, beer people, it's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery.
1: MV Agusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only MV Agusta and Ducati factory authorised technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutale Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by MV Agusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the world supersport winning triple F3, 675, and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 Envy Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade in, consignments welcome, and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of Envy Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I 35.
2: Lone Star Rallycross, a family-friendly, time-trial, loose-surface racing series with affordable events, quality competition, and an emphasis on having fun. Co-founded by multi-time SCCA solo and Rallycross national champion, Rally America class champion, and Pikes Peak hill climb winner Brianne Corn and her brother Kevin Corn, Race the same car you drive to work on Monday, just 20 minutes from Circuit of the Americas at the state's only purpose-built Rallycross facility, online at lonestarrallycross.com. Talk 1370 This is Danny Walker From American Supercamp And the Broster Chicken Road Race Factory team And you are listening To Speed City So get your elbows up Welcome back To the fastest hour In radio Speed City
3: Two weeks Boys and girls Circuit of the Americas Formula One Yeah, yeah. You know, I cannot wait, man. I'm
1: in Texas, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't even know whos
3: that is. Who is that? Who is that? Oh, it's, that's Vince Young, huh? I saw him on the sidelines at the Cotton Bowl today for the Longhorns. Yeah, hook him. Uh, speaking of... I know of, you still does. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm an Aggie. Les is a Longhorn. It's all right. It I'm a Mustang. Matter. And that's right. You're a Mustang. Forgot Stay off the sidewalks. That. Uh, MotoGP boys, heck of a race, actually, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> if Marcus needed any reason to prove why he's going to be world champion this year, um, he did it again today in Thailand. Um, a really close race, fantastic stuff. Um, and I mean, you know, whatever they throw at him, whether it's Vinales, Dovey, Rossi early on, um, he's just he he's the man. He's the deal. He's Hamilton uh, of the
4: two-wheel version. Yeah, and and oh, uh, Jorge getting thrown off his own bike getting messed up with his leg and everything that's uh that's not a good way to wrap hole up the was,
1: his horse
3: threw him <laughs> yeah. yeah man yeah. he that was a scary looking crash
4: and
1: when when was it was it on uh it
3: was during
4: practice the other yeah i was day. thinking it was friday yeah.
1: yeah yeah he demolished the thing and, and that it, remember he crashed at Aragon. yeah that's right oof so. oof oof but Those man they were so back
4: and of, forth at the end, of the end of the race oh yeah beautiful beautiful but uh, i think it wraps up his honda yeah, I mean, oh yeah.
1: I mean, Danny went out, but uh yeah, it was a heck of a race, uh marquez I mean, anybody, any one of the four, top four could have won that race. It was that ridiculous the last few laps. I would love it to see, love it to see that
3: Rossi is still, he still is,
4: still in the, uh, yeah, in, yeah, he was the right hunt. there with vinales and he actually had a close call with vinales can, can uh, he, That was his own, that was Rossi's fault. I mean, the if, if, truth be told. But I thought it was really classy that uh, he pulled up next to Rossi on the cool-down lap and, and greeted him and acknowledged it. And uh, so I was like, thank you, Rossi. That's, that's keeping it up.
1: How about to celebrate their 40th each, we do a Rossi Raikkonen <laughs> documentary. Ooh, I like that. Completely different ends of the spectrum. What? <laughs> I'm very happy.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, can't I can't imagine what that opposite. conversation would sound like.
1: It would be
3: Pretty interesting. Uh, did you guys see Dovey and Marquez uh, after the race? They were embracing. It was pretty cool, actually. You could tell they were they get along, high, high level of respect between them and having fun, pushing each other. It was pretty cool.
4: Yeah, yeah. These guys, you know, I like seeing that. You know, we, we talk about sense of battle on a friendly field. Those two definitely demonstrate it. And so I I, I appreciate that in the sportsmanship of it.
1: Hey, just want to say, people who are out there listening, and it sounds like we've got some new fans today, uh, some new folks calling in. Um, hey, look us up when you're in Austin, or tweet to us, direct tweet, whatever. Uh, find out where to go. We'll we'll give you some ideas on uh, what's happening in town, where the, where the party is. Oh, yeah. Where the blue at the where blue at the whatever, whatever the parties are going <laughs> on.
4: big, I don't know. Yeah, wherever it is. <laughs>
1: well, we'll tell you what's going on. That's true. You we
3: uh we're all based here in Austin, so you wanna know what's happening during Formula One? Hit us up. We're happy to talk about it.
4: Yeah, you'll usually hear one of the three of us on microphone at circuit of the Americas, oh, yeah, we'll be So there. uh or running around the paddock, running I don't, to VIP I don't the VIP. We
1: usually do something on the big screens too.
4: Yep.
3: Yep. We'll be doing the local radio broadcast and so we're gonna be all over the place at Coda. That weekend, but uh all right, we're about to wrap it up here. Uh, always the core to find all of what we do and where we are and all our content is our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, and
1: we've got lots of content up there on the site. We have podcasts. We put all these radio shows out as podcasts. Yep, and SoundCloud too. The, yep. the longer versions, James uh Raven, who I mentioned. I also spoke to Joshua Carr. All of that stuff is going out on SoundCloud, and we'll put a loop together during the F1 weekend so that – uh we can uh, point you that way, and you can you can get revved up when you're in the car on the way there to uh, to the circuit or whatever you're doing. Uh, and we'll introduce you to some of the uh, some of the other guys that are, that are racing that weekend.
4: Absolutely. And when you start to get near Austin, be sure and download the Koda app and the Speed City app. We'll be uh, feeding the audio there as well when you're on site or if you're just around town to keep up with all the ongoings.
3: Yeah, it's a good point. The Koda app is a good place too because during the race, if you uh, you got the Coda app. You can plug in your headphones, and you can hear our race broadcast on the Coda app, and get that local perspective on what's happening in Austin and on the track. and And we'll of course have a a post race show uh, for the last few minutes right after the race in Austin, unless unless it goes really long, and then we may not. But uh, you'll also be able to pick it up here on the radio on Talk thirteen seventy in Austin. So you can, uh, if you're on, if you're in town, you can check it out. And like Jonathan said, we got a ton of stuff on SoundCloud. You know, the, in fact, we didn't get to play the Paul Tarsi nope. uh, history of, uh, of the Japanese Grand Prix. And it was a fantastic, I got to, I, you did that with Paul a couple days ago. Yep. It was really good. He talked all about the James Hunt um, and, and the, the race that was so famous that the movie Rush <laughs> yeah, was on.
1: The one that Mario won at Fuji. Exactly. Yeah.
3: 1976. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna we have that up on SoundCloud, the full
1: interview on that. I'm also going to put those Christian Silt uh, extracts too, because a lot of people were really interested in what he had to say. And if you missed it or you want to go back on it, that'll be on SoundCloud too.
3: Yep. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, to Speed City, this week, and we will talk to you next week. Adios, Show
4: y'all. Hi, this is Mario Andretti and this is Speed City.